evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the Amos and Andy Show with their guest tonight, Miss Ethel Waters. Our story tonight opens on a train coming down from Albany. Right now, the train has just left Yonkers and is approaching the outskirts of New York City. Two wealthy men in the club car are talking about an experience one of them had two weeks ago on this same train. So Armstrong wanted to bet me that Consolidated Cable wouldn't hit 47 this year. Did you bet him? I'll say I bet him. I bet him $1,000. That's when I pulled out the $1,000 bill and was going to hand it to Lawrence so he could hold the stakes. You really carry big ones, don't you? Oh, well, that's another story. I got it on a real estate deal. (laughs) Anyway, we were standing on the observation platform, and I pulled out this $1,000 bill, and just as I was going to hand it to Lawrence, a gust of wind came along and blew it right out of my hand. Oh, gee, that's really an awful thing to happen. It happened right around here, huh? No, it was a little further down, somewhere before we pulled into the 125th Street Station. Happened so fast, I couldn't remember the spot. Well, I guarantee that whoever found it needed a lot more than you do. Yeah, I guess you're right there. But I tell you, Willard, I'd love to have seen the face on the person who picked it up. I'd have loved to have followed him further to see what he did with the money. I'll bet somebody's life's changed all of a sudden, huh? You know, I'd give anything to know what happened to that $1,000 bill. The last time I saw it, it was fluttering down to the street. And that's the way I feel. You know, Lightning, every time I walk under these railroad tracks here, I kind of get the traveling bug. Ah, yeah, the traveling sure is nice, all right. My wife's cousin is a Pullman porter. Yeah, well, the way traveling is today, uh, Pullman porter is about the only one show of a reservation to go somewhere. Uh, you know a Pullman porter can travel free. Yeah, well, the trouble is, though, you got to make up them beds, and I don't like housework. Uh, them Pullman porters really keep going. Yeah, that... Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, what you picking up there, Miss Andy? Look at this, Lightning. A thousand-dollar greenback. Boy, they sure make that stage money look real these days, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, sir, that sure is a good imitation, all right. Look, Miss Anna, they even got them little silk threads in the paper that the money is printed on. Yeah, the... Hey, Lightning, wait a minute. Silk threads. And this has got a number on it, too. Yeah. I'll bet you this is real money. Just like I say, Andy, this friend of mine says that this is a real $1,000 bill. Yeah. I tell you, Brother Andy, you're making a big mistake if you put an ad in the newspaper. I is, huh? Oh, Kingfish, what is you talking about? It's the only right thing for Andy to do is to put an ad in the lost and found column and at least try to find the person that lost the money. Then his conscience is clear and he ain't going to get in no trouble. Yeah, I got to agree with Amos on that. Well, now, wait a minute, Andy. He must ain't recited all the facts. I was thinking of you, partner, dear. Hmm, you is, huh? <laughs> yeah, now suppose, uh, suppose you put an ad in the paper. Cost you about $8. Then the man come, claim the money, and then he refuses to pay for the ad, and you was out $8. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, I'll even go further than that, Andy. Uh, how long ago did the man lose the money? I don't know. 
Of course you don't know. Maybe he lost it a month ago, maybe two months ago. He might want to charge you interest for the time it's been gone, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What about that, Amos? Oh, listen, Andy. Now, wait a minute, Chair. On top of that, this man is liable to claim that when he lost a $1,000 bill, it was in a genuine leather wallet. And he'll want you to pay for that, too. That's what he do. Uh, you know he is, without a doubt, the cheapest guy in the whole world. <laughs> oh, Andy, listen. Don't pay no attention to the kingfish. Why don't you take my advice and put an ad in the newspaper? Yeah, Amos, you is right. All right, then, boys. If that's the way you want to act, I'll go along with you and show you as a good sport. That's the spirit, kingfish. Yeah, I'll even help you with putting the ad in the paper. The truth is... I know just the paper you ought to put the ad in, and I think they'll give you a cheaper rate. What paper is that? Uh, the Weekly Clarion in Butte, Montana. (laughs) Well, Amos, I done had my ad in one of the local papers for four days now, and I never got no answer. Not even no phony one. Well, at least you try to find out who lost it, Andy, and after all, I can't go around and expect you to go around and ask everybody in New York about the thing, too. I know that. Yeah, I ain't going to ask nobody nothing, believe me. Well, I would say now that the money belongs to you. Oh, sure, now it's legal. Amos, I is a rich man. I knowed I'd make good someday. <laughs> yeah, well, a thousand dollars sure is a lot of money, and if I was you, Andy, for once, I would start a bank account and stick that money in the bank. Yeah. And start drawing checks on it, huh? No, no. I mean save it. Oh, yeah, but that's only the principle. I ain't going to have nothing to worry about when the interest starts compounding up on me. That two-off ten net sixty with a semi-annual in there and everything. <laughs> well, it's your money, Andy. Yeah, I'm going over and slap it right in the bank now and get me one of them checkbooks. Then I'm going to move into a big suite of the hotel. I'm going to hire me a valet and begin living by 2.30. You want to walk over there with me, Amos? Uh, no, Andy, I'm pretty busy right now. The place where I worked is closed down for a few weeks for retooling the factory. They're changing the machinery in there, and I was going to try to get my taxi cab fixed. What's the matter with it? Oh, it's... Just needs a lot of repairs, and I can't afford it. Needs painting and a lot of stuff. I'm going to try to work it, though, so I can get the man at the garage to fix it for me if I can. Yeah, well, see you later then, son. High Living Brown is going over and start living. Well, Brother Andrew, there certainly is a good-looking suite you got here at the hotel. But I don't see the reason for the whole thing. Listen, Kingfish, all of my life I done wanted to be a little high class, and now I'm going to be it. I'm going to have breakfast in bed. I'm going to have lunch in bed. Well, even if I was up in the morning, I'm going to get back in bed just to have lunch there. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, I tell you... Uh, wait a minute. Uh, excuse me, Kingfish. Hello? Your valet is in the lobby here, Mr. Brown. Oh, well, have him come right up. The valet I done hired is on his way up, Kingfish. Valet, huh? Yeah. Now, there's another thing, Andy. What do you want with a valet? To wait on me. To press my pants. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To press your pants. Yeah. All your life, you've been putting them under the mattress just like everybody else. Now you won't be different, huh? Well, I ain't putting my pants under the mattress no more. 
I was getting tired of them looking like a waffle, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Look, Andy, if you was got to be high class, you can always send your pants down to the tailor shop to be pressed in the basement. Yeah, but who is going to put on my shoes and hold my coat and fill the bathtub for me? Oh, pardon me, your highness. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. Oh, no. Listen, Kingfish, I can't figure out why it is that you and everybody else don't want me to spend my money. And if I was you... Wait a minute. There's my valet. Uh-oh, now the high-class stuff starts. Come in. Oh, uh, hello, Jeffries. How do, Miss Brown? I'm uh, glad to see you was on time, Jeffries. Uh, your job and salary starts as of now. Well, and I'll see you later, then. Just a minute, Mr. Stevens, and I'll be very glad to say goodbye to you. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Jeffries. Uh, yes, sir. Of course, we'll get to the bathtub stuff later, but right now you can take my shoes off. Certainly. Uh, pardon me, sir, but you don't have your shoes on. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, in that case, you can take off my so- Uh, you can remove my hoses. <laughs> yes, sir. Get a load of this, Kingfish. Yeah, I think I'll be running along, Your Highness. Okay, Kingfish. And if you ever come down to Earth sometime, look me up. Toodle-doo, Mr. Stevens. Uh, toodle see you. <laughs> now, Jeffries, uh, I think the first thing to do is kind of figure out your duties here. Well, I'll try to do everything to the best of my ability, sir. Yeah, well, that's what I was paying you for. However, Mr. Brown, if there's anything about my duties that I don't understand, I won't hesitate to ask you. Well, I don't want you to be bothering me with too many questions. If there's anything you don't understand, why, just keep on valeting around here the best you can. Uh, yes, sir. Because, you see, I'm going to be pretty busy around here taking baths and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's one thing, sir, that... Uh, uh, shall I answer it, sir? Yes, you too. Mr. Brown, sweet. I want to speak to Andy. I'll see if Mr. Brown is in. Who's calling, please? Uh, this year is Frederick Montgomery Gwendell. <laughs> Just a moment, please. I'll see if Mr. Brown is in. It's Mr. Gwendell on the phone, Mr. Brown. Okay, I'll take it. And Jeffries. Yes, sir. When you answers the phone, instead of saying Mr. Brown's suite, say Mr. Brown's three-room suite. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, uh, hello, Fred. That was my valet. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't hear that you don't go on high class. I'll say, Andy... Remember I told you that after my interview with Ethel Waters, the moving picture star, tomorrow night, I was going to take her out to dinner and the night spots after? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, I tied up, and since I hear that you is now a playboy, and since you done come into that $1,000 bill, how about you taking out instead of me? Oh, that's for me. Hold the phone. Uh, Jeffries. Yes, sir. The master is going out with a movie star. <laughs> Stand by for some high-class stuff. Pardon me, Mr. Brown, uh... Where do you keep your evening clothes? What evening clothes? Oh, I mean, uh, 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 I'll explain that to you later. Yes, sir. I presume you will wear a white tie. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, hello, Fred. Is she going to wear a white tie? <laughs> well, she ain't going to wear a white tie, but uh, might be a good idea for you to wrap one around your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll do that. Uh, count on me. I'll be dressed within the inch of her life. Oh, that's great, Andy. Yeah, I'll have everybody saying, make way for Andrew H. Brown. Okay, I'll call you and give you all the arrangements about where to meet and everything. Okay, Fred. So long. Goodbye. 
Well, Mr. Brown, I, I suppose you'll want your evening clothes pressed and laid out. Well, uh, I, I tell you about that, Jeffries. Uh, two days ago, it seems that a pipe done busted in the closet of my country apartment. Yes, sir. The closet got all flooded, and I done got flooded right smack out of my wardrobe. Yes, sir. Those things do happen. They do? I mean, do they? Uh, I mean, uh, 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 anyway, uh, what I want you to do now, Jeffries, uh, you are just about my size. I want you to go out and get me a complete new batch of clothes for high class going out, including a gold-headed cane and a solid gold cigarette case, double thick. Live and Andy is all dolled up for his date with Ethel Waters. Right now, the two of them are riding along in a taxi cab. Well, here he is, Miss Waters. So this is the Hot Chow Club. Yeah, this is it. Uh, how much is the fare, driver? The meter reads 85 cents, sir. All right. Here's a dollar, my good man. Keep the change and buy yourself a yacht. I suppose you come here quite often. Oh, so I practically lives in the place. I is a big man here. Playboy Brown, they calls me. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, we goes right in here. Oh, good evening, Miss Waters. Oh, good evening. Glad to see you, Captain. My name is Brown. Walk right in, Miss Waters. The check room is on the left. Thank you. Check your things over here, please. Oh, Miss Waters, can I take your wrap? No, thanks. I think I'll keep my wrap with me. Okay, Miss Waters. Uh, my name is Brown. Uh, uh, you can... You can take my stuff. Here you is. Uh, there's my gold-headed cane. Oh, excuse me while I take my solid gold cigarette case out of my overcoat pocket. Uh, I got it. This is a charming place. Certainly is done up elegant. Yeah, I knowed you'd like it, uh, I got a good table all reserved. I better check one or two. Oh, how do you do, Miss Waters? Hello there, and how are you? Uh, my name is Brown. <laughs> uh, I got a table reserved here. Straight ahead, please, Miss Waters. The captain will take care. Say, they got some crowd in here. Yeah, they sure is, ain't they? Uh, do you have a re reservation, sir? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I got a reservation under the name of... Uh, oh, how do you do, Miss Waters? I didn't see you with a head turned there. Uh, I got a reservation under the name Just of... Just a minute. Oh, Miss Waters, you won't need a reservation. My name is Brown. All uh, right, this way, please. Yeah, I wonder who that awful mess is with... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Miss Waters, uh, yeah, there sure is a big crowd here. Oh, uh, right here, Miss Waters. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll sit over here. Uh, well, you know, Miss Waters, talking about Hollywood like we was... I was thinking about going out there myself. Uh, how is the social life? Well, now, you know what Hollywood is. Uh, what's that? Hollywood. You don't mean to tell me. <laughs> it's just one round of parties. Hmm, day and night, huh? Well, I only go to parties at night because in the daytime I'm on the movie set making pictures. Yeah, well, you know, I've been kind of toying with the idea of going in the moving picture business out there myself. 
The only thing is, I ain't been able to make up my mind yet whether I wants to finance the pictures or just act in them. Oh, are you an actor? Oh, yeah, sure. I thought that I might act and finance both, but uh, the only trouble is, uh, I have such a high salaried actor that I couldn't afford to pay myself. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, I see. Pardon me, Miss Wallace. Do you care to order? Yes, I think that would be a grand idea. Yeah, well, while you're taking Miss Waters, I might as well get my order in, too. What do you have tonight that's special, Captain? Well, our steaks are very, very good. Steak? That would just hit the spot with me. Or may I suggest that uh, the thick tenderloin steak for two? Oh, that would suit me fine. Yeah, write that down. Uh, double thick tenderloin steak for two. And what are you going to have? Uh... uh... Uh, bring me the same, I guess Very good, I'll bring you some nice vegetables, too Just leave it to me Why, Ethel, darling, when did you get to New York? Florence, this is a surprise, sit down Uh, my name is Brown Ethel, you're looking wonderful Well, you're pretty stunned yourself in that sequence gown you got on as gorgeous. Who are you here with, Florence? Oh, we just come in. I was with Ed and Fritzy and Dorothy. You know, the whole crowd. Well, well, call them all over here and have dinner with us. Oh, wonderful. Hey, gang, look who's here. Come on over. Well, I didn't expect to see you here. When did you come get Come on, here? come on, sit down, all of you. We can all sit at this table. We'll get some extra chairs. And I'll order for all of you. How about having what we're having? Double thick tenderloin steaks for two. Oh, that would be perfect. Oh, waiter, make that order. Eight more double thick steaks for two, please. My name is Brown. Come along with us. Well, that sounds good to me. Oh, uh, how about to check the dinner here? Oh, no, no. Wait a minute. You're my guest. I'll join you folks in the, in the front door in just a moment. Say, waiter, bring my escort the check, please. Okay, Miss Wallace. Yeah. I have it right here, sir. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let's see now. That's, uh, $12 and... No, no. That's $120. Oh, oh, yeah. But I ain't got my glasses. Yeah, I... Oh, you don't mind if we run along, do you? I do want to thank you for a lovely dinner and for inviting all my friends. And I hope to see you again sometime, Mr. Uh, what was the name? Brown. So you 
a big time last night, huh, Andrew? Yeah, big time. I done went out with a movie star and lots of other people. Oh, big time. Oh, that's great. Glad to hear it, because I know that you wanted to go out and put on the dog and all that stuff. Yeah, well, uh, the only thing is, uh, well, not that it's worrying me or nothing. Uh, I know you ain't worried, because no. you're the type of man now that ain't worried about nothing. No, I don't worry about nothing. No, I... when you loaded, you ain't never worried. I know that. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, though. I think that I have spent a little too much money. Hmm, yeah, well, when you've got a checkbook, you kind of lose control, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but I was going to take your advice, Kingfish, and leave the rest of it where it is and let it draw interest. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Hello? Mr. Andrew Brown, please. Speaking. Well, this is the assistant manager over at the Harlem Bank. Mr. Brown, we find that your account is overdrawn $18. Uh, what's that? That's right. And we must ask that you take care of this today. Yes, sir. Uh... Overdrawed $18, huh? Yes, sir. Goodbye, sir. Hmm. Well, uh, Andrew, the whole $1,000 is all gone, huh? Yeah, and $18 besides. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, if you'd bought war bonds with it, why, you'd have still had it. Plus. Yeah, well, I guess I kind of overwrit myself with them checks there. <laughs> you see, I never had no money before. Never see it get away so fast. <laughs> Say, Kingfish, I wonder if you'd do me a favor. Oh, sure, and I'd do anything again to help you. Yeah, would you stop by my hotel and get my gold-headed cane and my gold cigarette lighter, then stop over at Honest Joe's and see if you can get at least $18 on them? <laughs> Come in, Amos. Come in. Yeah, I got your phone call, Andy, saying that you wanted to see me here at the office about something reporting. Uh, what's wrong? Uh, nothing wrong. Uh, just want you to come out in the back alley with me for a second. Uh, look, Andy, I's in a big hurry. Uh, I tell you the truth. I got an appointment to see a man about a job. You see, I ain't been doing so good since my taxi cab is laid up, so if you could just tell me now what you want, why... Maybe I could take care of it and then get going a little quicker, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it ain't going to take but a second, Amos. Uh, come on back here in the alley. Well, all right. I'll come back there with you. So tell me, though, Andy. Well, Amos, there it is. Uh, what is... Andy, is that my cab? Yes, sir. All repaired and painted up for you. But Andy... It's all paid for, too, Amos. From me to you, with love. Oh, gee, I hardly recognize it, Andy. It looks so good. Oh, it's just the right color. Oh, they took the dents out of the fenders, too. Oh, look at... Oh, Andy, this is the nicest thing that done ever happened to me. Oh, that's all right. Oh, but the money that must have cost, uh, you ain't had no business spending that much. Oh, Amos, I got a lot of money. I, Well, I, I just talked to my banker on the phone. He called me, too. I didn't call him. <laughs> They like me over there. They're, why, they're talking about $18 like it's nothing at all. Yeah. Oh, I, sure, I can afford a thing like this easy. Well, Andy, gee, I can't get over it. It was a wonderful thing for you to do. I was so excited about it that I go in right out today and start working. Okay. Good luck to you, son. And I still say, Willard, that... I wouldn't think so much about losing the money if I could just know what happened to that $1,000 bill. 
Well, I guess you'll just have to keep on wondering. Yeah, I guess so. Say, I'm going over to 86 and Park. Can I drop you off? No, no thanks. I go over to the west side. Well, Austin, I'll see you during the week. Yeah, I'll... yeah, maybe we'll have lunch together. Uh, so long. Oh, taxi, 86 and Park, please. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Well, <laughs> nice-looking cab you have here. New paint job, isn't it? Uh, yes, sir. It's just been fixed up. Mm. A friend of mine had it done for me. Oh, well, you're lucky. Yeah, I'll say I was lucky. And a lucky thing happened to this friend of mine, too. Oh, is that so? Yeah, sir, you see, this friend, a fellow by the name of Andy, was walking along the street one day, right under the railroad tracks in Harlem, and... Oh, gee, did you see that car cut right in front of me, then? It was a pretty close shave. I don't think you better talk and drive at the same time. Yeah, sir, I guess you're right. Last year, you remember, infantile paralysis casualties reached terrifying numbers. Playing no favorites, this dreaded scourge struck everywhere. You parents knew the meaning of fear then, for infantile paralysis is an enemy who sends no warning who might invade your home as well as any other. The National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis sponsors the new Kenny treatment, which so often eliminates the crippling after-effects of this disease and guarantees this care for every victim who may require it. You can help to carry forward the vital, humane work that is being done by joining the March of Dimes. Why not send your dime or dollar to President Roosevelt at the White House today? Join us again next Friday evening at this same time for the Amos and Andy Show. This program is broadcast to our armed forces overseas. Our thanks to Miss Ethel Waters for appearing with us tonight. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for all of us and bidding all of you a pleasant good night. Thank you.